everyone and welcome back to Gear Z, the sim racing podcast and if you are like me a big fan of Assetto Corsa and a big fan of mods this is your episode so today we're gonna have Matthias Sala from Virtual Racing Cars one probably of the biggest uh, sim racing uh, mod community and probably one of the biggest shop too they make mods for Art Factor 2, Automobilista, Project Cars, Assetto Corsa is probably the main where they focus and their mods are very very reliable and they're quite famous inside of the community so before we start talking about them let me just talking about sponsors and how you can help the channel like always, I keep asking that, but you can help the channel through the Patreon. On the Patreon, you are helping me and help Games with Cancer every month. And it's quite something that we always been doing since the beginning of the channel and something that I'm really proud to do it. And of course, you can always help the channel by clicking a like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube or like it and give it five stars if you are on audio on any type of audio platform on youtube is really important that you start comment all my videos they have a good engagement they are talking about 16k videos in the podcast so it's really good but we need engagement engagement is we need more than likes we need comments even lot drop an emoji will be enough just to keep helping and keep the algorithm and make youtube putting more the videos outside and keep pushing more to people that don't are known to the channel are not subscribers so remember subscribe the channel and keep comment and if you can always help the channel through the affiliate links that you already know race anywhere just click on the link that you're gonna see on youtube and if you see us on audio or listening us on audio to be more accurate just scroll up and you will find it on Spotify, Apple, the link, and just click it. And I will see you there and race anywhere. Remember, even clicking, you are already helping the channel to get more visualization. So please, guys, keep helping us. As I promised, we're going to talk now about all mods. Matias is from Argentina. He is a very kind person and was really, really nice to talk with him. I think it was really important to have him on the podcast and understand a little bit more what's good behind all the data on the modding, uh, what is your his views as a modder in Rensport, because Rensport can say A, B, C, D, and after give us uh, D, as we see already with the iron bell when you promise many stuff and give us the iron bell waffles, and after we get zero from the to the community. So it's quite important to have him on the board. And before we start it, just to remember you that next week should be an episode about news and what's happening on the community, but I will have my first operation, so I will don't know how we manage. When this go live, I'm already having my operation, so <laughs> it's on the same time almost, but um, I recording everything early and I'm ready for the follow week. So Ash Vanderlei we're gonna be with us and we're gonna talk about the power of women and I think it was really good to have her on a pod with me and learn a little bit more about it. And I don't know what if I'm gonna have strength to do the podcast on next week, but I really hope if I don't have it, we will skip it as it's just news and we will keep our guests on the schedule that are already agreed. So guys, without any further, let's bring Matthias to us. 
told you I have here Matthias from uh, Virtual Racing Cars, one of the biggest mod communities, and I'm speaking with him directly from Argentina. Matthias, thank you so much for being with me. It's a pleasure being here with you. Um, it's an honor also to be here <laughs> after all the, the guys you have interviewed in the past. So uh, a pleasure to be talking here with you. Thank you, Matthias. Tell me a little bit how uh, you created the VRC. How would start all this one for why you started making mods? Oh, um, I think I started making mods like uh, more than 20 years ago. I think my first mod were some sort of skins for Flight Simulator <laughs> uh, in the very early days of Flight Simulator. Um, so I was always there trying to, to mod different kind of simulators, but well, my passion was always about cars, about racing. Um, I was also there modding some stuff for Rare Factor, but only, only for me, <laughs> also doing some skins and some, some of those things. Um, and well, Assetto Corsa, I think changed everything for a lot of us. Um, so BRC, we formed BRC after some, some of the other modding teams in, in what, in which all the members were like Formula Corsa, uh, or Virtua Simulazioni, they, those teams split and we formed BRC. The first project we did for BRC was a, a classic car, the MP44 from mm -hmm. Ayrton Senna. And so we all came together to, to make that mod. And after creating that mod, we said, I think this, this works. The, the team's uh, workflow was really nice and we got really well together. So that's when we started at BRC. That's great. But tell me what kind of work go behind creating a new mod? Uh, can you talk a little bit all the steps evolve, all the ideas until the final release? Sure. Each project <laughs> is completely different from one another, so <laughs> that okay. tends to change a bit. Um, but, well, first of all, we need to gather information of the car or the track we are going to make. Um, and that can be quite different <laughs> um, depending on the sort of car, the age of the car you are working on. Um, so gathering information, gathering references, gathering pictures, it's super important. And then the, the, the usually when we're working on a card, the project can be divided into three different aspects. One of which is the 3D model and how the, the model will look in game. Then you have the sounds of the car and then you have the physics of the car. So mm -hmm. we need to gather information on all of those three aspects. And so it's not only important that there are multiple pictures and photos of the car, but it's also important to have some sort of <laughs> sound recording, at least of a similar engine, try to research where we can get uh, those recordings. And then you need information on the suspension of the car, on the aerodynamics of the car, on the tires of the car, on almost everything regarding physics too. Um, 
So that takes a lot of time because there are some cars for which you can easily get information, which are super popular. And then maybe some classic cars. You think because those are classic, you will get information easily, but <laughs> that tends not to be the case. Uh, I imagine. So <laughs> we gather all the references. Then we start working. We start to try working, start working on the three aspect at the same time so that in the end we get all together in the game um, after everything is finished. Um, sometimes you work for racing teams or for professional drivers who are able to provide you with all that data and to provide you with CAD models and <laughs> that tends to, to make things easier, but well, it's not always the case. And it's always a challenge. Uh, that's the exciting part. And the evolving cost, getting that data, you have to pay for, uh, or you can easily get it for free. <laughs> that depends. Uh, that depends a lot also on the case. Um, when you are working for a driver, it's pretty likely that the driver will provide you with all the data from his car. He will take the pictures of his car and everything. Um, that is usually the same case when you are working for a racing team, although racing teams tend to have some non-disclosure contracts, <laughs> which don't even allow them to, to provide certain information of mm -hmm. the cars. Um, and in some other cases we have paid guys to take photos of a certain vehicle that's in a, in a museum in another country or something like that. Uh, we have also paid for audio recordings of some cars. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that's also the case sometimes. Uh, we at VRC are all from different countries. We have a guy from Canada, a guy from Colombia, a guy from Argentina, two guys from Germany, a guy from Morocco. <laughs> so sometimes it's, it's hard to, to get information of some of those cars to get out their recordings. A lot of those cars are in the UK, in Germany also. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are a few of those super classic cars we love uh, here in Argentina, for example. <laughs> and um, I, I want to ask you, because when you create uh, such a realistic cars, what is, uh, what is, how hard it is to create or to recreate that? Or what is the challenge where you found more difficult to, to recreate a car? Tricky question. Um, every project is a challenge by itself. We are always trying to evolve and to, to make things better and to improve our previous work. So there are always challenges. Um, it depends. Usually when you have all the information you require and you have thousands of pictures of the car and everything, that tends to make things easier because there, there is nothing to guess or mm -hmm. <laughs> you have everything there. But when you start, when you need to start guessing things, uh, for example, we created some cars of which we only had like two or three pictures of the interior and <laughs> you... Probably if you have never worked on a 3D model, you say, okay, three pictures is enough. <laughs> but with three pictures, you can do nothing. You need to imagine, <laughs> to imagine how a lot of things would look. Um, <laughs> you need to start checking other cars or the similar cars to try to imagine how things will look. <laughs> and that tends to be quite tricky. 
And um, I'm not the expert here, but uh, on the physics side, it's the same. When you don't have all the data you, you need, you need to start making educated guesses about a lot of aspects of the car. Um, mm -hmm. And <laughs> that, that's what can, can become a real challenge. So you, you work more with the part of physics or you work more with the part of sound? I'm, I think I am a born artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have painted since I was a little child. I have, I am a professional musician. In fact, okay. I, <laughs> I studied music my whole life. So I'm basically an artist <laughs> and that's what I tend to do. Um, I'm then I tend to, to be involved in all the, the artistic parts of the car from the 3d model to the animations to the textures. Um, but nowadays we have a, a main vehicle artist at, at PRC who's, uh, Daniel Jimenez is a master at 3d modeling. So <laughs> he leaves me nothing to do <laughs> on that aspect, at least. Uh, so I mainly focused on animations nowadays, um, textures and, um, since I have been working with Assetto Corsa for so long, I have some expertise on, on the aspects of importing mm -hmm. those 3D models into Seto Corsa and how the animations would work and how the new CSP or custom shells patch features uh, will work with that 3D model and th those kind of things. And aside of that, uh, <laughs> when your modding team and your hobby becomes a company, there's also a lot of time involved in replying emails uh, being in touch with the customers. So I spend a lot of time on that, uh, which probably is not <laughs> what I like the most. I like the, the, the artistic part, but I enjoy everything. I, I am really passionate about what we do at PRC. And with this uh, evolution from the years, like you said, the um, CPS, the evolution from the CPS on set of course, uh, and now with the come the Unreal 5 engine, how... It's going to make it more easy for developer mode or is getting more hard, more complicated, more challenge. I think that depends a lot on the platform. Um, in general terms, it is becoming harder and harder because we get closer and closer to, to, to real life and to how things are on real life. So it has become harder. Um, I don't know. 15 years ago, maybe in the early air factor modding days, a mod could be made in just a week or something because the 3D models were quite simple. You, you didn't mm -hmm. need references of the screws inside the pedal of, you just placed an image and that was it. Um, so the 3D, making the 3D models for those old games didn't take as much time as it takes today when you need to be modeling every single detail, maybe sometimes even inside the engine of the car. So that takes a lot of time. And um, I guess it's the same on the sounds and, and the physics. And I mean, on the sounds, you also now have a lot of details and a lot of samples of everything and a lot of side chains inside uh, your your 
audio structure controlling one parameter with uh, while compressing another. So mm -hmm. it has become a, a lot harder than maybe it was back in the day when you just dropped a few samples there and that was it. And I guess on the physics side, it's the same. But again, it, it all comes down to the platform. There are some platforms that make things super easy. And I think that's one, one of the reasons why modding in Assetto Corsa has become so popular because it's, it's super easy and it's super well explained how to import your models, sounds, and physics into Assetto Corsa. While there are some other platforms that simply, <laughs> it seems that they try to make it harder on, <laughs> on purpose. Like or on what it is. I'm joking because <laughs> probably they didn't do it that on purpose, but I think that they, they come from an old engine and they, they keep trying to, to make it more modern and they have changed the shaders and a lot of internal things in the engine while keeping part of, of the original code. Mm -hmm. So nowadays it's a little bit of a mess <laughs> uh, modding for those platforms. And there are so other plat some other platforms which are simply closed, as it is uh, Automodista 2, for example, in which you can import your assets and everything, but there's simply no documentation on how to do that. <laughs> so yeah, you I have to it's... guess it on your own. Um, yeah, I think I think it's what to make Automobilista probably not step up to the levels of uh, other games. It's probably that, you know, because they keep blocking in ways the mod the mod community is very hard to develop a mod to there. It's not so it's tricky, you no. Know? Yes, I don't know if I should mention this, but we recorded the, <laughs> the podcast uh, <laughs> last week and we talked about that. We talked about um, every game is is different. We have to take uh, the games as as what those are and enjoy them as those are. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Assetto Corsa was built from the scratch to be a modding platform. It was built like that. Um, Madness Engine was never built to be modded, but some guys find some ways to, to mod it. And over the years, we have seen modding being improved since the early Nice for Pit uh, unleashed. How was the name? The name of the, that Nice for Pit? Sorry, Shift, Shift One and Shift, Two, I the series so. that yeah, were made so. based on Madness Engine. Yep. Shift one and two, sorry. Um, yeah, I think because after, after they so went since to... those days, people... No, continue, continue, sorry. I think they made uh, three games before Project Cars with that engine. I think Shift 1, Shift 2, and Ferrari Racing Legends or something like that, I think it was called. Then they went and to was not, Project was not Cars 1, one with the... Cars 2. Yeah. I think it's that one that um, was quite strange one. That was a game that uh, when you was challenge was going was going to be another person. The person would have some stress and would go out from the car. So you have to challenge the AI. It was quite a, a weird game that um, I think it was not Ferrari. Ferrari was Alfa Romeo two. I think it was was all the the brands that Ferrari have it. I don't remember very well, but I know I know the game that you're talking about it was just such a weird game. I don't remember if you played. I play need to it. To, <laughs> to read again because I can't remember the names. But well, modding has been evolved in has been evolving in that platform. Uh, but the game was not 
the the whole engine wasn't created from scratch to be able to to be modeled. So I think Raysa is now making some efforts in trying to support certain types of of mods. Uh, They have made possible that you add skins. They have allowed us to import the the cars, the models we had. Um, But yet they aren't disclosing how some physics aspect work and how we should be able to mod sound, for example. Um, but some guys from Razer have told us that they are open to see what they are able to do. Of course, trying to open the game and creating a lot of tools for us to, to be able to mod the game implies a lot of effort from the company. And I know they are also a small team, so I don't know how many resources they can, they can spend uh, on creating these still, new tools. They still develop the They game, never you know? promised that they Exactly. Because the, the, the game is uh, just now... And that's also a problem, if you want to. Yeah. It comes just now the mm-hmm. 1.5. Uh, they still... Uh, they couldn't, now they change the tire, the way that the tire works. So there's a lot of changing scamming. The game is getting better. I think the game is enjoyable now. I, I played the other day and I have quite quite fun. Uh, play all, all GT cars. So I think it was really, really fun. And I think in, in terms of graphics, is Beautiful game, but yeah, still missing there something to achieve to the level of Assetto Corsa. And you think Assetto Corsa 2 will be open for modding or will be more like Assetto Corsa Competizione? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, I hope it will be open for modding. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know how uh, how much of the Assetto Corsa success is due to modding and uh, how much isn't. In the interviews I have heard from the guys of Unos, they tend to say that even the, the releasing the games on consoles was a success for them and on consoles there are no mods at all. So if the game was a success on consoles, that means that mods were not that important for their success. Uh, but let's see. <laughs> let's see. I heard that they are working on their own engine again and their own technology. And I guess that that seems to mean that they are willing uh, to support mods again. I think that... Uh, Kunos themselves calling them as providers of technology means that they are willing to create a new platform for professional drivers and teams uh, to practice with their their game and software. So that means that modding should be supported in some way. (laughs) Uh, But let's see. I hope so. Let's see. And in terms of the future, what do you think is going to happen to VRC? Why are we going to see VRCs? In the future, what's going to come more new mods? What you guys are working now? Okay, so you also asked me about uh, modding on Unreal Engine. And uh, that could be a possibility. I don't know what the future will look like in Unreal Engine. Um, Even whatever engine you use to create your game, you need to build the architecture of the game from scratch to be able to be modded if those mm-hmm. are going to be as open as Assetto Corsa is. 
Um, and also, for example, in Rensport, I have seen that they presented some mods, but the, the mods they presented are like built as part of the game, are compiled inside the game itself. So I don't think we can call them mods uh, because the creator of those mods were working in straight connection with uh, the developers of the game itself. So we need to see how the future will look like with Rensport, for example. Um, let's see if Assetto Corsa 2 is also modding capable. Um, we need to see how Norma, you think not gonna be no, not gonna be open for mods, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it seems I, like I, I they are making idea. a game based on <laughs> based on Nerf Factor Two, uh, just with those cars and tracks, and they don't want other content to be involved there. So I I don't see that being modeled. But I think in the end it will be like a Factor Two. It's another version of a Factor Two exclusively with those tracks and cards. Um, I don't know. There are some other some other games. Uh, the developers of... The, the guys that were from Slightly Mad Studios, I Am Bell, mm -hmm. is also working on a Dune game that looks promising so far. So we need to see how... The Argentina Pista? How things develop. We have the Argentina Pista, exactly. Um, as far as well, I shouldn't speak, <laughs> I think I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't say anything about that. Uh, but I don't think it will be capable of, of modding. Uh, okay. At least not like in a, in a set of Corsa where you can import your tracks, cars, physics, and everything. Uh, it will be different. But it's but exciting we'll to have another you? new yeah. game also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I always so. exciting yeah, yeah. To, to have. And like I say um, the other day, I think it's exciting because you guys have uh, the ri rivalry now with the uh, Automobilista 2 from Razer, Brazil Studios, you have Argentina doing some, something there. I think it's good for uh, South America to show that they have different types of uh, racing there and, and good racing. You know, you uh, think the stock car in Brazil is always good, close racing. You have always a very competitive grid yeah. and it's always fun racing and fun cars. So. I think it's more than uh, Formula One that we see all the time. So as it is nice, the games push always like this. But you speak about something important on the Unreal 5 with the Rensport. Because when I speak with, with them, when they told me whether, whether they're going to be making the mods and bring the mods to the game, for example, you don't, you don't, have, you don't need to delete, um, develop your own trees. So you're already going to have the files inside of the game. You just have to convert the trees to their own trees because so are you going to be that when you're going you think going to be a full mod or is just going to go put the track and after use what they have on the game it's tricky no it's strange the way they're going to work i don't know they should have they should explain us how the game is is going to work um when you create terrains and uh, landscapes in Unreal Engine, you have a lot of assets already developed. That's what mm -hmm. makes Unreal Engine so powerful, that you don't need to start from scratch, from modeling the tree, but there are already a lot of assets of a lot of types of trees and rocks and everything. So that makes a lot easier the whole process. Um, 
but I, I don't really know still how the mods would work. I don't know. Uh, maybe it sounds like a good idea to limit the quantity of assets and the assets you can use. Um, but I don't know. The Unreal Engine games are usually packed in some specific Unreal Engine compiled files. Um, and I know it's tricky to program Unreal Engine to load other assets. Mm -hmm. So I think Railsport should develop some kind of tool with which you can import your model and export it to some, some sort of format that uh, Railsport, the game, will understand. Um, but if we are going to be modding inside Unreal Engine itself, the problem with Unreal Engine let's call it problem, is that the options are unlimited and that you can, you should be able to code whatever you want and program shaders as, as you want. And um, I guess that at some point they need to limit what we are able to do. Otherwise, okay. you can do almost anything. And so they, they need to have a, a clear pipeline of what's possible and how to mod for the game. And so far, unfortunately, they have not provided any information on in that regard. I haven't heard anyone at Rensport explaining exactly how mods will work. They tend to say, yes, yes, we will support mods and that's it. And you don't know if mods, they, they are calling skins mods or the, um, you will be able to have car mods. We don't know what sort of mods uh, we will be able to have. But anyways, I'm open for, for whatever they offer. And I think having competition, as you said, is always... It's always... It's an evolution, no? Great. More competition, uh, more... Uh, yeah. Everyone's going to develop something different. Something Something's going to be good. Something's going to be bad. There are but I think it's, more it's options for you to choose. Also. Yeah. More, more options for we spend the money. Because after we tend to spend the money on games <laughs> and after we, we we don't enjoy them, you know. But you think that all of them, they're going to start going in like iRacing, no? By subscription, probably you buy the package. I think all the games now tends to go on that way, no? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh... I don't think that all games that are based on subscriptions are doing great. Um, I don't know. Race Room Racing Experience doesn't have much players online. And it's also like a subscription system where you need to pay for all the content. I don't know. It's weird. It's tricky. <laughs> Let's see what they do. <laughs> I'm open. Yeah, speaking on Race Room, um, do you have any news? you think you're going to come a Race Room 2, another game? Because they, they keep developing the game. They keep bringing some, uh, let's call it DLCs or package. You know, they have the roadmap. I think it's coming the Porsche now. I think with three new Porsches coming. But I was expecting a, a new game from them, no? I don't know. I think the the way games are developed nowadays has, has changed. Because they have a constant revenue with all the new content they are creating. So they don't need to sell you a new game in order to to generate revenue. Um, and creating a new game can also be a problem in terms of license. 
if you have a lot of licenses for a lot of cars, you create a new game and you don't have the license for the new game, maybe you need to. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think they are going to create a new game. And uh, I also can't understand how the company is working. Was Simbin involved also in race, uh, race, racing experience? Weren't they... they did announce a new game called GTR 3 or something like that, um, which was never released. It was canceled. <laughs> so I don't know. But I think the studio split in two parts and some uh, one part of the studio is working on race room racing experience and another part of the studio was trying to develop those new games. So I don't know. It's a mystery <laughs> how that situation uh, will end. But is it, even uh, iRacing, it was to develop a new game, but... Uh... After the game changed name, and now it's like there's not anymore a full racing game. It's like more arcade, so they're always trying to change. But that sometimes, like you say, they change too much, is and that's what's probably killed. For example, Project Car, no, Project Car One was okay. Project Car Two was a game that needed more development, and after Project Car Three was EA Games. <laughs> when EA Games bought them, was completely <laughs> yeah. Strange game <laughs> was not, nothing there that we really enjoy. It was quite a weird, weird way, you no? Know, because they start very well. They went to Project Cardo two, like we say, that was good. And after Project Car three is dead. Yeah, I think Project Cars two was a great simulation. The problem is that they had so much content and so many different sort of tracks and cars and rally cars and. It's hard to make everything uh, <laughs> everything so well. Uh, and I think that because of the timings they have in the industry, such big companies, they don't have time to polish all the details. And I guess that's what Reza is doing so well. They are taking the time to polish every single detail on each one of the series, even if it is taking a huge amount of resources and time um, they are spending that time into polishing all the details um, so probably Automobilista 2 is what Project Cars 3 should have been <laughs> I probably. don't know I, I uh, would say <laughs> I would say probably probably yeah. just missing uh, one thing of uh, Project Cars 2 that I think people for, keep forgetting was a single uh, career mode in terms of single career career mode, the way that you start from uh, low tires and you go evolving, if you want to follow a GT path, if you want to go to open wheelers, I think that was very good, very good developed. You have uh, like seasons, and I think it was quite funny, quite interesting to to approach just the single uh, career mode for people that play offline. But of course, like you say, it was too many cars, too many physics involved. Two different, too many tires, too many trucks, and after too many, they have a lot of rain. Uh, they start to try to do completely different, and uh, they develop a new way, but still was too much. And just in two years, I think so, no, because the Project Car One to mm-hmm. Project Car Two, I think is just two years. I don't remember very well, but I think it was I think so. Yeah, two or three years. 2016 to tell, yeah, it was it was too fast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and for you guys, so you already asked you this one, but you don't tell me any cars that you guys are now development uh, new, anything coming now for us special? 
yes, we are constantly working on new cars and new tracks, uh, um, but some of those are also for, uh, are, let's say, <laughs> exclusive for some racing teams and drivers and companies. So mm. <laughs> I see a lot of people in the community super excited to get new tracks and cars. And <laughs> trust me, we are working full throttle, but the problem is <laughs> not all the content is uh, is being made public. So uh, you need to wait a little bit more, but <laughs> we have been working really hard in the last months. That's, so I think the new content will be exciting. You guys develop uh, for uh, racing teams is quite interesting and probably is a challenge for you guys and is, is a way of we have better content for us too because you, you're going to have a content that's going to be 100% with the guy that drives the car. So the, gonna be, you're going to know the inputs and the output. You're going to have the, all the assets and all the data. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, people tend to complain anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you created the car exactly like how the driver and you created it with professional drivers and they told you that it feels exactly like their car, then you will see some people complaining <laughs> that the car doesn't feel real. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So in the, in, in your last some people uh, in, yeah, in, in your last uh, package that you guys have, you have the lithium, the 2023, that was developed with any teams or was just from your data? It was developed with some data of one team. I cannot okay, disclose well, which one. <laughs> no, no, okay, uh, but okay. yes, we we had we had some information. Oh, that's good, because it it comes. I know we already speak about this one, but it comes in uh, same time than R Factor Two, so it was quite. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny because. What people doesn't have in mind is that we usually start working on the mods that are released six months before it is released. So when when the <laughs> Air Factor 2 mod was released, we on that point we have already been working like six months <laughs> on the Formula Lithium 2. So um, <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like the release. Aside of the Air Factor 2 has some encryption with which you cannot open the the models anyways. And uh, okay. also the, di the data of the cars are is encrypted. So there's no way to, to get that information from <laughs> Factor 2. Um, when the, the, the car was released for Factor 2, <laughs> we almost had it done also after working a lot of time. So you had, a, you had a panic attack? Not a panic attack, panic attack, but you... you... Yeah. <laughs> I can see a little bit, but we but suppose you, you that you didn't you didn't Air know Factor nothing about it. The official license for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, yeah, Factor Two has the official license for the for the series, so we guessed that at some point they they were going to release it. Um, in the end, I don't think we care too much. To be sincere, Air Factor Two, I think, is not capable yet of properly simulating a lot of the things that happen in electric, in fully electric cars. And mm -hmm. uh, with CSP in Assetto Corsa, I think we are capable of reproducing it even better than in their factor two. So I, see. I agree with you because it, uh, even okay. not, not on electrics, you, you pick up a rally game and a dirty, dirty rally 
a tool from Codemasters is it's an amazing rally game and the graphics mm-hmm. and everything. But the cars, even the Assetto Course is not developed with the physics, the cars feel better sometimes there, principal in Tarmark. Like, uh, the cars drive a different ways. And uh, you ever now on Assetto Course, it was a game that was not developed for rally. That is not create with nothing rally, and you have more mods, more cars available there than you have in the rally games, <laughs> and that that's crazy. <laughs> you that's crazy, you pick yeah. up any car of uh, any generation there, uh, even tr- even uh, rallies. Uh, not if, of course you cannot have a full rally. It's very difficult for you. They you have a full rally stage there. But you can get can do stages on different parts, and uh, it, it's funny. I think Sito Corsa is is crazy. All small game goes this way, and like BMNG, you know, BMNG is another one. Start as a. I remember see the first videos, two thousand, I think two thousand eleven, no, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, was just yeah, crashing it, cars, it can be, just yeah. crashing car, you just go with a, a very bad car, and the car was crashing everything. I was thinking, okay, probably going to be a new way of burnout or the studios from burnout are trying to develop uh, <laughs> something because what's was for that, you know, to do for add to games. And now is a, is a full game almost still in development. Mm-hmm. It's a funny game and is people start playing more and more. Of course, the physics are not the best physics, are a little bit weird, but it's a hard game. So, and everyone love it. I think the physics are great. The problem is that the physics are not intended for racing cars yet. Uh, so there are a lot of aerodynamics uh, things that are not correctly developed yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we need to give them more time, but it, it's a promising title also. Yeah. And um, anything that you want to share with us? Anything special? that you want to share before we go to the questions for the final questions? Uh, tricky question also. <laughs> Anything special? Uh, <laughs> because I know, I know it's a lot of things that you I, cannot share because a lot of uh, that, that you guys are working that are quite secret. I don't know. Um, there are, yes, there are many things that I probably cannot disclose, but well, you also asked me how we see the future of PRC regarding all the new games that are coming and everything. And we are also trying to position BRC in a place where we become um, a third party studio that creates content and assets for different racing games. Okay. So we are open receive inquiries from different companies to create cars for them and everything for those new games but but that's the way because so, um, i have i have on a podcast uh, sabra porto from portugal and they start working uh, with big moon and they started uh, i think was develop cars for wrc one two and three just the inside of the cars uh, nothing of physics, and after there was a small studio, and after they went to develop the, the say again the cars for the other games like flat flat out, and now they have a full game. They uh, they are the creators of Dakar series, Dakar eighteen, and Dakar Desert Rally. Of course, is not uh, the sim the the racing sim that everyone is enjoy it, but is it is a game in development, and they start like you say, they start with small mod uh, community third part 
working third part for other studios and now you know so it's always a way yeah one, one aspect about that is that um not all games need to be simulations and uh, i am always happy to to see those new games coming even those or those aren't uh hardcore racing simulations i think we need to enjoy everything um and always remember the the people behind those games and those studios some of those games are still being developed by really small teams and uh some sometimes when you are so critic so critic about the certain games and everything you may hurt <laughs> the developers because the the games are like childs to them uh, um So we need to enjoy everything, all the games, even those which are not uh, hardcore racing simulation. Um, yeah, we need to remember that a know. lot of games are are developed from a controller and from wheel. You no, know, even Gran Turismo Seven that is a great game in terms of graphic. The physics and everything is developed for people that play more on controller and for people that play on wheel. So we can never, you cannot go only one way and forget the other ones when you do develop a game for consoles. You know, not everyone on, on every money to go on consoles and, and get a good wheel. And it's not so many wheels for consoles that, too on these days. <laughs> everything is for PC. So that also brings new new people to the simulation because you probably you don't started also playing. Uh, with a full rig and a motion simulation, you started playing with the keyboard and mouse. Uh, I started playing when I was a young boy uh, with Rampart 2 with my yep. keyboard uh, on a super old computer, which I think the game could only run at like 10 FPS. And I remember like being 10 minutes to complete a whole lap at Hockenheim. But not because I was low, but because of the lowest of the FPS of my computer, <laughs> and and I enjoyed it anyways with a keyboard. Ah, it was super it. Was, uh, one of and the I games. I felt like I was. One of I the felt like I start... was a Formula One driver. <laughs> exactly, one of the games that I started playing and uh, on in terms of PC was a uh, Destruction Derby. Was it? I don't know if you remember playing Destruction Derby, and it was the same mm -hmm. thing. Was. The game was slow, but it was quite funny. And after, of course, came uh, Gran Turismo 2, Gran Turismo uh, 3, after PS2. And the, if you play Gran Turismo 2 on the control, you're going to see the difference that for these days, the way that we turn, everything is an evolu it's a huge evolution. And we don't sometimes, we don't realize because we've been living the evolution, you know, so we, because it's coming Every day we don't realize some how far we have come in 20 years of of, sim of simulation. So just to think, it 20 years ago we was playing Gran Turismo 3. I think it was 20, 20 years ago, probably, probably even uh, even less. So <laughs> it it sounds sad, but yes, <laughs> I think yeah. It <laughs> And you you talk about wheels. Uh, I had um, before uh, code sim racing and proper proper wheels. I had uh, two wheels, and uh, the, my first wheel, I think, survived one week. Was a, a wheel that you glue <laughs> to, the, to the table, and uh, my father have a friend coming there to play. 
the friend is quite bulky, you know. <laughs> well, gordito. I can imagine you know? how they will. Think. He, he, he turned it, he turned it, the table go, and, uh, and he broke. <laughs> so so the, the wheel never, never broke the, well, we're going to say the stop. We have a plastic that will stop from the wheel from turning, and he broke it. Because it was, it, it turned so fast. Because <laughs> it was it was so weak, it was so weak wheels, you know. And uh, so now we have, uh, I, I don't know. The evolution is so big, and these last two years it's been crazy, you know. I have the, I have a TGT from Trustmaster, and now my TGT that 2019 was the best from Trustmaster, and was such such a good thing. Now with Moza, with uh, all this new hardware. Looks like a, a whole personal wheel, you know. There's no, 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 so many LEDs, no, still on belts, no load cell pedals, you know. It's, it's weird, the evolution are, and, and good. But let's jump on these uh, secret questions. So, questions that you don't know about it. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and you're ready? All right. <laughs> Easy ones. <laughs> okay. Let's start with them. Uh, favorite uh, hardware? Well, in terms of hardware, <clears throat> I have to confess that uh, here in Argentina we don't have many options. Um, mm. There are no official importers for Trustmasters or Fanatec or Bosa or anything. So I still have my old uh, GT27. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's really hard to get anything else here. So, I think we also discussed this <laughs> yeah. last week. But uh, even even but from uh, even from people... America, even uh, or uh, even if you guys get like, if I send to you, going to be difficult. Unfortunately, with the with the government we have right now, <laughs> it will be almost <laughs> impossible to get uh, anything even, from okay. outside, unless you bring it in a completely illegal way. <laughs> uh, okay, it is really tricky. So even um, okay, so if, even if I go with if goes with me on airplane, I go to deliver to you. Going to be you're going to be difficult. Yeah, you should the way that you should okay. do that that way. Um, okay. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to to test any of those new rigs or anything. There are a few guys here that build their own brands, um, but those are super expensive, really super expensive, and. Um, People tend to think that I am a millionaire because I make mods and I sell them. <laughs> but trust me, I am not a millionaire. I still have my own shitty <laughs> 27 from Logitech, and that's everything I can afford right now. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's not it's not the will that make make us enjoy sim racing. No, is is our is our immersion. Of course, a load load cell uh, cell pedals going to be the future. That's that's you need to feel the way that the break the break to because we like yeah, like you but... like you and me we we go by more from memory from muscle memory mm -hmm. you know we remember where you're going to be 50 percent we're not going to be and we don't feel so much the break as you feel on uh, on low pedal cells but oh sorry low cell pedals but yeah and in terms of software favorite software um one more note regarding those last thing you were mentioning is that I come from the time when I enjoyed sim racing with the keyboard. So 
with Ashi 27, I'm <laughs> I'm still super happy. Um, so I don't exactly. think that's a limitation to enjoy or not a sim, sim to enjoy sim racing. Um, I was going to comment something more about that. Um, what was it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's repeat me the last question. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Favorite uh, software? My favorite software. Um, I think that would be a set of cards <laughs> for sure. Uh, it has allowed us to experience uh, and be able to drive so many cars that would have seemed a dream <laughs> many years ago. Um, so yeah, set of course, definitely. The other thing I was going to comment is that probably most of us will never drive a Formula One car <laughs> and will never know how a Formula One steering wheel actually feels. So you, you can compare, really, to, to be sincere. So you can enjoy with whichever hardware you have. Exactly. Uh, favorite car on real life? In real life? Oh, uh, tricky questions. I love them all. Um, <laughs> probably the, the F310 the one that Schumacher used in the 96 and also the one from 97 I love those cars and that that's more or less when I really started watching all the Formula 1 races uh, so I, I, I don't know I came to Formula 1 watching that and I guess that's my favorite car even though Particularly, the 96 car was not a really good performer. Not a very, very pretty one. But I, I know, I agree with you. It's like the, the, the I nostalgia. Like <laughs> and in terms yeah, of exactly. uh, that. of 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 sim car, of uh, the world of simulation, which is your favorite car to drive? Oh. Um... Also, another tricky question. <laughs> My favorite car to drive. I enjoy a lot driving open wheelers, like Formula One cars and everything, but I have to confess I am not fast. <laughs> so I struggle yeah, with neither. those cars. Me uh, neither, no worry, no but worry. I enjoy them anyways. So maybe I prefer like driving a Formula 3 car or something with <laughs> a bit less power. <laughs> But to be fair, I, the That's same thing. I enjoy. I enjoy more. Uh, I, I really enjoy the F F three or uh, F one one thousand six I I like them. You know, it's it's, it's funny cars. You know, I, not only about the speed, but I think you have more close battles. You know, uh, it, it's different. And if you have to choose a track, favorite track. Um. Another tricky question. Um, spa, probably. Spa? Okay. Spa. Let's go with the classic. Yep. <laughs> Let's go no with the classic. <laughs> and now this one, this one going to be very tricky. Uh, probably not tricky, but going to be strange. If you have to choose one mod from all the mods from the 
from your guy from you guys which one will be No, <laughs> these questions are being too tricky. Um, I don't know. I tend, I usually tend to like the most the our latest mod. The okay. last mod we release is the one I always enjoy the, the more and the one I like the more because we are in a constant process of evolving and uh, improving ourselves. So each mod we release, I think, is better than the last one. So I tend to to love our last mod. And probably when I start working on another one, I will hate that one and <laughs> I will start loving the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah, that's constantly changing. I have no favorites. Okay. Thank you, Matthias, once again, for having given me your time and to stay here with me. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope... I wish you guys all the best because I think you guys make such a great uh, mods. And for my part, I will say to you, I expect a little one mod now more to the DTMs. I love the BTCC cars and I'm, I love your uh, Torres uh, uh, pack. So I expect more from, from that for my part. Yeah, I love those cars too. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure being here with you. Uh, hopefully this time we don't get any technical issues <laughs> and everything gets recorded. Um, I hope the this podcast also felt spontaneous, even though <laughs> we already had some of those questions last week. Uh, it's been a pleasure yeah, no recording it again with you. And Thank also you so an much. honor being in your podcast. Thank you. That's the, that's the interview. I, I really hope you have enjoyed it. But before we finish, I will want to explain where, why Matthias and me mentioned a lot of times uh, before the podcast or before or after what happened. So while I was recording with Matthias, everything went really, really beautiful on the first time. And we finished conversation. We talked for two hours and something. It was really, really interesting. And uh, while I'm recording, I keep receiving some messages like, some warnings that sometimes happen uh, we know internet drop a little bit so nothing that would be major and matthias started receiving some message on his phone say that uh, he will not have space <laughs> on the on the app something really really strange next day all the podcast was okay as soon as i started to download it was not off of the podcast so i have parts and i appear parts on matthias appear what happened was the pod, the podcast server or the server from Riverside went down. Mr. Lizzy, they didn't realize that went down from themselves. So a lot of people was complaining and with that I received a month of free uh, for Riverside to keep using Riverside for the what happened. And I asked we do all the episode with uh, Fortune with Matthias. Matthias was very kind to come back to the podcast and do it everything again and remember a little bit what we talk and what we don't talk it. So it was really nice to have him and for my part thank you so much for see you guys here and remember we don't know about next week but in two weeks you have Ashi Vanderlei with us see you there guys 100%.